Clearly, I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, so I guess now we really do this. Hey, everyone. This is Spooky State of Mind. I'm Alex. And I'm Jasmine. Um, yeah. Couple friends who've been wanting to do this for a long time, and we're finally doing it. I think this podcast has been about, what, two yes. years in the making yes, now? Yes, two years. Yeah, but we've never... <laughs> got around to doing it but now that we are like halfway across the country from each other we finally decided oh maybe we should do it now <laughs> yeah. i know right when we used to be around the corner from yeah. each other well it's like when my cousin moved to lake elsinore and i was still in orange county and i saw her more mm-hmm. after she moved to elsinore but yeah this is spooky state of mind Jasmine and I, we met in high school. Yes, and we, we did. were not friends. We were no, not friends we at first. No, I was scared of her. She annoyed me. She thought I was in two shoes and like yeah, stuck up. a little know it all. And I mean, I kind of am. I'm kind of a smart ass, but yeah, it grew on me though. We didn't yeah, used to be friends for the first two years of high school, and then we were bonded by our boy problems. Because guys suck. Yeah, they do. And now here I am, like... All married and with a kid. Yep. And another on the way. You betrayed me. <laughs> I tell Jay, I'm like, I could have fallen in love with the beautiful woman. And I wanted to fall in love with the man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, we've come a long way since high school. Yes, we have. So here we are making this spooky podcast because we like all those type of things. Yeah, so we really like horror and Christmas, of all things. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, of all things. It's like those are our two favorite things. But I feel like you really can't have a Christmas podcast. Yeah, what the... Okay, I guess we could talk about like the background of each Christmas song, but eventually that'll be over. (laughs) Is Christmas a state of mind? I feel like spooky is a state of mind. It's so spooky. Christmas can be too, okay? Because it is August and I was listening to Christmas music three weeks ago. You're always listening to Christmas music. Yeah, it makes me feel less hot. (laughs) Well, I remember when we worked in retail together, it was Halloween. Someone was standing outside handing out candy in the mall. Yep. And we had just done the floor set and it was fucking Halloween day or like Halloween night and the whole store is Christmas. Oh yeah, we're playing Christmas music. We got people walking in like, what is happening? I'm just like, yep, that's America for you. There's Christmas trees everywhere with like yeah. the snow. Like snow. Honestly, like that year, I think that was probably one of the best floor sets. Because we yeah. had like the rotating Christmas trees and like the cars, not the Christmas trees, but like the rotating cars, like with the mm-hmm. the trucks with the trees in the back. Yep. And every table had a tree on it. Yeah. I think that's been my favorite, f- not just floor set for like when we worked there, but whenever I go to the store during the holidays, that year has been my favorite. Yeah. Mine too. No, I still have mine my Christmas too. tree from that time. Really? I don't think uh-huh. I got one. Actually, I think I might have, but because of all the snow, I ended up getting rid of it. It was our first Christmas tree in our apart in our apartment together. Oh yeah, I remember you told me Christmas at my parents' house when we had first moved in there, and then when I had Quinn, like the following Christmas, my like depression and anxiety was super bad, and Gary just kind of mm. took her from me, and he's like, "Decorate, go 
go decorate the house. Like, go decorate our space. So I went all out for Christmas that year because I didn't get to decorate. He said, yes, I don't have to help her. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, he would just bring her to me to nurse. And then he would just take her because I was still on maternity leave. And I didn't get to decorate for Halloween because she was born like two weeks before. And I'm like, fuck, no, Mm -hmm. I'm tired. And I was so pregnant, like, before then. So I wasn't going to do anything. Yeah, I feel the same way. When I decorate um, for the holidays, it brings, makes me feel at peace. Mm-hmm. Like, I like it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But anyways, we wanted to have a spooky podcast. So we are jumping on the bandwagon of, I guess, would it be horror, true crime, just spooky in general. A little bit of all that. Yeah. So we're just going to talk about spooky stuff. Yes. Well, let's see how this goes. Yeah. So we're Mexican and we grew up with listening to all types of spooky stuff and different type of stories. Yeah, I grew up in a very Mexican, very Catholic household. And so it's like, oh, no, you don't talk about that stuff. It's brujeria and stuff. And it's like, oh, no, we don't talk about that stuff. But they tell you that stuff to scare you. And there's so much superstition. And there's superstitions everywhere. Listening and talking about all the horror stories, all the urban legends, and I mean, my dad likes horror. And I remember like as a kid, I, the first scary movie I watched was at my tia's house. And ever, like all the big kids were watching Sleepy Hollow with Johnny Depp and what is it, Christina Ricci? Mm-hmm. And scared the shit out of me. I was like four years old watching that movie. Like just like watching it, like some guy get beheaded. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, all these people dying. But I, I don't know why I was just like, I like this, but I know I shouldn't. And then I remember watching The Mummy, The Exorcist, and all this stuff. And my parents were just like, eh. I mean, I'm pretty sure my mom was like, ay, Dios mío. And my dad's like, ay, déjala, you know, she's fine, you know. So here we are. I am still really creepy. Yep. Tell me about it. So then what's one of your known, I guess, urban legends? Yeah. So this uh, episode is on urban legends and we wanted to focus on mexico because you know it's close to home i did el cucuy okay i almost forgot that you did i was thinking you were doing chupacabra or something no oh but i did watch like a movie about el chupacabra when i was little and i was like how is this scary i've never been scared of the chupacabra because i'm like no he's just eating goats it's the circle of life my like my dumb ass like never been okay scared lion of- king oh my <laughs> never been scared of it because i'm like oh he's eating goats he needs to survive you know i get it i get it and that was me as a little kid being like that's that one's not scary really because i was the kind that i would like cover my eyes and be like oh my god oh my god and even be like mommy you know to myself uh-huh. but i liked being scared Oh, yeah, it's, like, such a great feeling. I, like I enjoy it. You're going on a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, like, when it's Halloween, like, haunted houses, like, I love all that shit. I'm, I'll be scared. Don't get me wrong. But the feeling of it, I like it. No, 100%. It's that feeling when you're watching. It's, like, it's that feeling when you're watching a scary movie and you're really scared and your heart is pounding. But you're still safe. And you, in the back of your head, like, in the back of your mind, you know you're safe. But yeah, I did El Cucuy, which is, if you haven't heard of it, is basically 
the boogeyman. Um, and it was basically parents tell their kids about El Cucuy to get them to behave. It's basically a scare tactic. And El Cucuy actually didn't originate in Latin America. He started in Portugal. And regardless of how it's changed over time, what stays the same is that disobedient children are always the center of it. Disobedient children always die, get eaten, or taken to the lair. And it's supposed to be for you to listen to your parents. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I mean, I remember it's like my parents, like I didn't want to go to bed. I didn't want to shower. I didn't want to do something, you know? And it's like, oh, you got to do this or El Cucuy is going to get you. Oh yeah. El Cucuy is going to get you. Mm-hmm. And you're like stuck between, oh, you're lying. That's not true. But then you're like, but I don't want to chance it because what uh-huh. if it is true? Yeah, I don't want to like, I don't want to find out. Look at and that scare tactic. What I was saying about it originating in like Portugal, it as far back as like the 14th century, there's written accounts of it. And it was named El Coco. And it was basically El Coco because from some of the research I did, it's it was used to refer to a ghost with the head of a pumpkin or and like that's where you get the word coco from like a coconut okay because it looks like a head it's like a furry head i don't know which came first i didn't look into the etymology but when it first started it's yeah so i guess that's how it originated like or how the word originated coco was used to refer to a ghost with the head of a pumpkin the first written account was actually not in the 14th century it was in the 13th century my bad first written account was in the 13th century and it was called the coca and it was depicted as a sea creature because you know portugal and the iberian peninsula it's like surrounded by water so what kind of i guess cryptids and mythological creatures they have are going to be related to the water so it was like as a sea creature and it was brought over to latin america during around the 1500s when you know the colonizers and like conquistadores started coming over of course yeah but it's actually really cool so it's like i said with the word coco referring to like the ghost with the head of a pumpkin what parents used to do oh my god this is like so scary like thinking about this in like the 15th century Yeah, so in the 15th century, there was a shift from changing it to a sea creature as something with a severed head. And so what parents started doing is they started um, carving vegetables, like hollowing them out and carving vegetables and faces on them and putting them on their doorstep to make kids believe that the coco was real. So it was like a jack-o'-lantern, like scaring them. And... On vegetables? Yeah, so like... Imagine them doing that on a squash. Well, pumpkin's a squash. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, that wasn't (laughs) funny then, apparently. You're going to have like a zucchini or like... So if I said tomato, then you'd be like, well, tomato's a fruit. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. But yeah, so that's what parents used to do to get kids to believe that it was real. Parents and like families would put these like hollowed faces onto their doorsteps to scare the kids because 
They wanted the kids to believe them. They wanted the kids to be obedient. And I mean, you can see that in fairy tales. Fairy tales weren't cute. They weren't funny. They weren't precious like Disney has them today. And yeah, seriously. I know I'm like, I'm not a Disney adult, but I still love Disney. Yeah, I feel you. I can't say that Disney's ick when every time I play a movie, I want to play a Disney movie. Yeah, or like when I watch a Disney movie, I start crying. Like, I cry every time I watch Onward. Yeah. Like, one of my favorite movies is Monsters University. Oh, that's a good one. I just chalk it up to me trying to heal my inner child. Because <laughs> <laughs> I watch no, them I watch more them now as an adult than when I was I a kid. I had, like, the VHSs of, like, so many Disney movies. Anyways, yeah, it's like you could see it in fairy tales. Fairy tales were written with the intent to get children to comply and get children to listen to their parents. And I did a paper on it in college. It was a children's literature class and chose Pinocchio. So I read Pinocchio and that motherfucker, like I can't remember the author's name. And he kills off Pinocchio like two or three times because it was written at a time where he would publish just short excerpts into the newspaper. And People were like, oh, what's going to happen next? How are they going to bring Pinocchio back? And he's like, fuck Pinocchio. I don't like him because he hated kids. <laughs> and so then every time, I don't remember how it was that he always brought him back or why he always brought him back. And it was always like, oh, Pinocchio, this happened to you because you didn't listen. If you want to be a real boy, you have to listen. Fairy tales have been there to get kids to listen. And this is what my parents did with me. Yes, but when it yeah. finally... When El Cucuy finally came to Latin America, it came over in the 1500s. And if you go to different regions of Latin America, it varies slightly. And that's to encompass cultural norms and to, you know, like in Portugal, he was a sea creature because they had all the water. There. Yeah. In Mexico... He's kind of seen as like a shapeshifter or like a really furry or like hairy being. like, And that started, he started off as a shapeshifter, which was similar to some of the shapeshifters of the Nahuatl peoples of the Aztec Empire. Because when they were changing the stories, they wanted to encompass the culture to get all the kids to listen. It's like, oh, yeah. I've been hearing about these stories forever. Yeah, it has yep. to be true. It has and so to that's be basically true. what I found out for wow. like the origin. And when I went on to Urban Dictionary, it told the story of how the Kukui came to be. And I thought it was kind of interesting. It reminded me of like La Llorona, you know, but a dad locks his children in the closet because uh -huh. they're misbehaving. And he goes to town to run some errands. And while he's out and about, there's a fire. And when he gets back home, he sees that his house, his barn, his entire property is burned, burned to the ground. Oh. And he's like, shit, like my kids were, yeah, his oh, kids were in there. Baby. So he essentially is cursed for doing that. And so since he's cursed, he's looking for his kids in different closets. So he goes into the closets of kids. So supposedly looking for his kids. Oh, hell no. I might just build two closets <laughs> in my kids' room. Or he, he like, hides in the closets <laughs> waiting for the right moment to get the kids. And he only gets kids who are misbehaving. And it's really funny. So oh, I'm hell read no. This story. It is... I'll link it in the show notes. The retelling of Sarah Melissa's version. And so 
One evening, Juan and Rosie were walking back home from school and decided to take a shortcut through the town cemetery. As the night sky grew pitch black, Rosie and Juan began to sing and dance among the dried flowers and dusty tombs in an effort to scare away the shadowy darkness. While they sang, they saw a faceless figure cloaked in several sheets walking towards them. As the disturbing figure came closer, the cloaks covering him fell away and revealed a monster with a hummingbird-like tongue and two rows of reddish teeth. The monster slowly and deliberately stalked around the couple, knowing that he was instilling fear in them. Juan gulped and asked the creature who he was, trying to keep his voice steady as he did so. The haunting creature made itself known as El Gugui and began to make its way towards Rosie. Juan jumped to her defense and Rosie was able to escape. Unable to escape from El Cucuy himself, Juan was taken to the creature's lair. El Cucuy began carving into Juan and his blood began to seep from the cuts. The scent of dairy in Juan's blood reached El Cucuy and he recoiled from the smell. While El Cucuy was distracted by his own disgust, Juan was able to escape the monster's lair. Juan had never been more thankful that he listened to his mother and drank his milk. When retelling their horrid experience to other children, they would always remind them to listen to their parents, as listening to his mother was the only reason Juan survived to tell the tale. Like, he fucking survived because he drank milk. Wow. <laughs> and of course they would try to spin it on us, like, listen to your parents, because yeah, so it's... saved him. Maybe he just wanted a bowl of cereal that morning. <laughs> Right. But he was thankful that he listened to his parents. And it's so funny because that is it's just a retelling of the story. I looked for encounters, experiences and to see if anyone had anything to do. Like, yeah, I looked to see if anyone actually had encounters with El Cucuy. I went to YouTube. I went to Reddit. I just I ended up on like the fourth page of Google. And I was like, dude, fucking no one's seen El Cucuy. It's because nothing beats the real tales that you hear from others. And I'm just like, geez, there's nothing. No one experienced anything with El Cucuy because everyone knows that it's like once you're a grown up, it's like, oh, yeah, he ain't real. And I am a firm believer in almost everything. Yeah. If you tell me you see a ghost, I will believe you. You saw a ghost. Mm hmm. Cool. I will believe you. If you told me that you saw a werewolf, all right, cool. Let me know where and I'm never going there. But El Cucuy? El Cucuy? No one's fucking encountered it. Maybe this is one of those stories where you have to ask your tios, your tias, your abuelo and abuela to see. Yeah, but then you ask them and it's oh, like... I just did that to scare you. <laughs> Again, yeah. they just use the chancla. They use that too. <laughs> or it's like, I think like for me... It's one of the reasons I really wasn't scared of El Cucuy too much was because I had a babysitter when I was in elementary school. When she would drop us off, she would always listen to El Cucuy de la Mañana. Oh, yeah. Always I forgot about to El that. De la Mañana. <laughs> and I was like, what's El Cucuy doing on radio? You know, like a five, six year old. And so I think for me, it just <laughs> I was never scared of the Cucuy because I was like, the Cucuy does radio. He's a radio personality. <laughs> so I was never too scared of El Cucuy. What about you? Or did your parents ever tell you about a kukui? Well, I always heard it as well as more like a to scare you. Um, like I said, it, as a kid, you were kind of like, oh, that's not true. But then you're like, do I really want to chance it, though? Maybe I should just go take a shower just to be safe. But yeah, now, now it's like, I know they're not real. 
Well, not all of them. It's just I don't believe in the kukui. But it's like part of me. I'm just like, oh, my God, did he just hear that? Is he going to come to my house tonight? Is he going to hide in my closet? Is he going to get me? Because I said I don't He's believe gonna in He's going to be now? like, I'll show you. <laughs> all right. Well, unlike a kukui where you couldn't find any stories, I do have a couple of stories that are real because my dad said so. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> because I have my grandpa. So I didn't really get to know my grandpa for that long, but apparently a lot of things happened to him. So he was born in the 20s. So when he was in his like early 20s, so this is going back to about 1940 something, he was, you know, he was already with my grandma trying to build a life and whatnot in their little town. And one night or one day, the people in the town in one particular house had told him, you know, hey, like, we need your help. We need your help. Um, we have something that's happening to us, and we don't know what to do. And seeing as you've been in the military in your country, you must be a brave man, which he was. You're a brave man. You're strong. You're young. You can help us with this. What is it that you guys need? So they say, well, we think we have a duende. And duendes are pretty much little gnomes, elves, whatever you want to call them. Of course, like El Cucuy, there's different depictions of duendes all over the world. The Philippines and all different type of places in Mexico. I know that there's a part in Mexico where the Aztecs would refer to them as chaneques. Now, I couldn't find if they were exactly the same thing. To me, based off of what I read, I don't think that they're the exact same. But Google kept referring to them as the same. So if anybody out there knows that and I get it wrong, and they're not the same thing, I'm sorry, okay? I tried to Google it. But, um, yeah, the Aztecs refer to them as chaneques, and they describe them to look like little, you know, be small, looking like little kids with the face of an old man or an old woman, um, which I think is pretty average for what we know gnomes to look like. For them, it was they were they resided more in, like, you know, the forest, the jungles, and all that out there, and they were kind of crazy, um, out there, at least, if you were, if a person was walking in the forest, these little dudes would try to make sure you got lost, would take you off your path. You know, they were known to be pranksters. Like everybody knows, duendes are known to be pranksters. They mess with you and they make your life hell. These duendes would, or chaneques, would um, try to scare people so badly that their soul would jump out of their body and they would steal their soul. So that's why I'm like, are they the same as duendes? They would steal their soul and they would bury it in the ground. And the person whose soul just got stolen had to try to find it as soon as they could. Otherwise, they would get sick and they would die because what the heck are we without our soul, you know? Um, but other than that, they would mess with you, try to see that you got lost, throw rocks at you, all that type of thing. The kind of duendes that I know, I have heard of those types that are in the forest, but I've heard of the ones that, you know... If they find you, they'll follow you home, especially uh, women. They tend to fall in love very easily with women or young girls. And once, yeah, once they think that, oh, she's pretty and she's this and that, they will attach themselves to you. And it's really hard to get them to leave. See, the duendes that I heard of and that I grew up hearing about were the ones who live in the forest. Yeah. And so I've, I've heard of the ones that would follow you, but I mostly heard of the ones that end up residing in your home no it's like no if you see them in the forest get out of there yep. but you're safe once you get out yeah. and 
you know, whether they're bad or good spirits just depends on who you're asking. Um, there's people who think that they're evil because it's said that they would take kids and they would take them away and steal them and make them their slaves, all of that. Um, but other people say that they're good because they like to do favors for humans. So that's why some people buy little like gnomes and have them in their home. And there's like certain kinds, there's many different kinds and they all do stuff like the classic one that brings you money. You buy them and you do some kind of ritual to attract them to your home and they'll come and they'll do you favors and stuff, but you have to make sure you treat them right. If they feel like you're, um, they're very easily offended. So if they feel like you're using them or you're treating them like a servant or a pet, they will make your life a living hell. Otherwise, if they do something for you, then it's your responsibility to try to leave them some kind of offering. They love sweets, so any kind of candy. They love shiny stuff, so any any kind of jewelry or anything shiny, they're, they're all for that. So those are the ones, like the ones that I know most of are the ones that live in your home. They'll come. What really attracts them is cleanliness. Anywhere that's nice and clean, organized, no fighting, no lying, no nothing like that. Also, you're saying my house is perfect because it's very lived in with a baby, <laughs> like two dogs, a husband who works in construction. So he brings in all his tools. And like every time I do laundry, there's always like nails and screws in his pocket. Those things are shiny. They're not offering. Well, do you have a duende in your home? Do no. things go missing? They love to t make things go missing. So maybe one day you'll put, you know, an e your earrings here and then they go missing or a ring, a pencil, socks things like that that's how you know you have one in your home if they move things or they take them and you're like um i thought i left that there well now i'm questioning it's like i don't, <laughs> I don't think things well i don't know if things go missing here it's like we just moved no, you so it's everything's it. everywhere still okay but what about at my parents house huh there's a lot of you there too okay but you've been there it's spooky yeah that's true so was it a duende was it a poltergeist was it the spirit of the dead baby probably that which one, the dead yeah, baby? Yeah, probably. She's like, what is this? I need to know what this is. I'm going to take it and investigate. Oh, that's a story for a different yes. time, though. Yeah, I'm most familiar with the ones that live in your house. I was reading that they like to help unkempt kids. So, like, what they would do is they would try to clip the toenails of these kids. But sometimes they would slip up and accidentally chop off the whole toe. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, it seems like they have good intentions, but no. They are a pest. If they get offended or anything, they're going to mess with you. I know, um, like my mom was telling me that sometimes people, if they notice something was missing, they would shout out loud in an empty room like, whoever took my ring, you better be back when I come back. And they would leave to do whatever. And when they came back later, it would be there. Like they hear you. Okay, but I do that. Not with the not with duendes, but like any spirit. If anything is yeah, going see? on. Yeah, so same idea. I feel like anything's yeah, if I feel like anything is going on, I'll be like, all right, whoever's here, you can stay for now. Don't bother me. Don't bother my family. Just stay in your own space. Yep. yep. So. I'm not about to fuck around and find out. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, you could stay here, I'm but just give me stuff back. Yeah, yeah. So same idea. They would take your things. Um, like, the, you know, like I said, they fall in love with girls, young girls all the time. So that one time in the 20s or in the 40s with my grandpa. All you know, the people in that house came and said, Can you help us? And he asked, Well, what happens? You know, and they go, Well, at night, and this was back then, they you know, in a country where they didn't really have electricity, they used more like lanterns. And I'm talking about the lanterns with the cloth, the fuel, and you know, 
Like that's what they would use for light. So they go, well, every night whenever um, they say, well, every night when the lights go out and we all go to bed, something is always messing with us. It's pulling on our feet. It's pulling on our blankets and we're over it and we know it's a duende. So my grandpa was like, okay, you guys think I'm brave? I'm brave. I was in the military. I, you know, directed troops and this and that. I can do it. So he goes, all right, well, when it's almost time for you guys to go to bed, call me and I will go over there. So the next day comes, they go, all right, it's time for you to do this. So he goes into the house. He goes, all right. And he, I don't know, remember if he had like a weapon on him or something. So he goes into the, one of the bedrooms where that happened and they turn off the light. And he said that as soon as the lights turned off, he felt something just go and just hit him in his chest. And it was a piece of wood like. Oh, fuck no. I'm already getting like two, chills. two feet like wide and like four feet long, five feet long, like one of those. And it just hits him square in the chest. And he said, turn on the lights. I am not brave. I cannot handle this. And they really turned on the <laughs> lights. And he said, I can't help you with this. I don't know what to do. <laughs> He was no help. He was no help. They didn't know what to do. And at that point, they were to the point where they wanted to leave the house. They're a pest, you know, and at least I tried to see if there's actual like rituals that you can do. Um, I'm sure that there is. But a lot of the solutions I found is to kind of, you know, outsmart them, like use your wits. Because uh -huh. a lady in the town that was nearby, who was an older lady, I mean, if my grandpa was in his 20s, this lady was like in her 70s. So imagine that she was born in the 1800s. Like, she's seen some shit. So she says, you know, I overheard you guys saying that you have a duende in your home. And they were like, yeah, do you know how to help us? And she goes, yeah, I do. So there was a young girl in the house. And she goes, I'm willing to bet he's in love with her. And that's why he's messing with you all and not leaving. He wants her, which they do. I actually also read that they went as far as having sex with these people. So is this a duende? Is it a succubus? An incubus? That's just duendes. They're like little mujeriegos. <laughs> so I don't know how true that is, but I just saw that briefly. But the lady said, um, I'm willing to bet she, he's in love with this girl. So what you guys need to do is you need to get like a net or some kind of fabric that you can rope up and tie at the top that doesn't hold any liquid and you need to tell it okay if you want to have her you need to take this and you need to go to the lake or the river or whatever and bring this full of water so then what happened was it left it, it left and said okay i have a mission i'm determined to bring some water for this girl and i'm gonna have her and it left and it never came back because it could never bring that water all it was gonna do was leak through so that's one thing you know that i've heard that gets them away i know i saw somebody else say that because they like cleanliness and stuff and organization if one's following you home one of the best ways to get rid of it is to flip your shirt inside out or backwards and that's gonna be uh -huh. like oh my god what is this person doing they're not wearing their shirt right i'm gonna leave and they leave you alone i saw a story because you know i was also looking like on reddit and stuff somebody said they had one and the way that they got rid of it was to grab a bowl of food go sit on the toilet and eat it on the toilet it disgusted the duende so bad that it left oh my god Isn't that crazy <laughs> I'm just like, I should write all of this down be like, all right, how to get rid of them? Yeah, and there's like many solutions. Somebody else said you can get them drunk and just kind of like beat them up a little bit and turn them away <laughs> and they'll leave and not know where the hell they ended up and can't find their way back. I don't know, man, but these guys, they're they are a menace. Um, you know, I didn't really see where, like, find the origin of all that, but I know the word duende, like duen is supposed to mean dueño, which means owner, so like owner of the house. 
So if you like look up these videos of them, you see them like walking down the street. They just walk into houses like they own the place because they like it. They're like, this is my place. And it's our, you know, you can either accept them in your home and try to take advantage of the things they want to do to you. Some people do. They don't mind. But other people, they, you know, they get to the point where they're crying because they're like, these little duendes are bothering our everyday life. They're messing with us. Like they're just making our life hell and they don't like it. And so these are the kind of things that you have to do. You have to outsmart them to get them to leave you alone otherwise they're gonna throw things at you they're gonna mess with you i know my mom had told me about a story somewhere where she grew up maybe of a lady who was trying to get rid of it she said she doesn't remember but i remember she said that they told her you have to go from your front door to your back door praying saying some kind of prayer and they're not gonna like it they're gonna know instantly that you're trying to get rid of them and what's gonna happen is they're gonna try to harm you or do something in your home to distract you from stopping and you can't let it get the best of you. You have to commit to it and they will go away. And so when as she's walking, her kids started choking. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Her kids started choking and she she stopped to go tend to her kid and they were like, You can't do that. Just commit to it and do it. Just like little things. They're a menace. Okay, but your kid is choking. Yeah. Like and I'm just like, what do you mean you're not going to tend to your choking kid? Yeah, it's like you have to just decide between like, what the heck am I going to do? I, I want to get rid of this thing, but it's messing with me because it knows I want to get rid of it. So I'm going to get rid of it some other way. That, uh -uh. Yeah, get go eat some food on the toilet. Go pull your pants down, sit on there and eat while you do the while you do your business. Pretty much all I have to say about that. They, you know, if whenever is in your home. It's up to you if you want to keep it or get rid of it. Some people invite them and they welcome them. They attract them. I mean, I saw a story of a guy. There's one place in Mexico. I don't remember where, but there's a museum of them. And I think this guy has a home there too or some other place. But pretty much the story is um, he didn't really believe in that stuff. And he was in someone's store that sold, you know, little duende statues. And they told him, you know, you should get one. And he's kind of like, eh, I don't really believe in that. She was like, well, you should just pick one and take it. I mean, you never know. So he was like, all right, fine. I'll take this one. And she was like, oh, that's perfect. This one's actually known to bring you money. And so he was like, okay, whatever. So he took it home with him, put it away in, I don't know, in a closet, the corner of a, of a room, just kind of forgot about it. But, you know, days went by or weeks or whatever. And he noticed that every time that any money problem should have presented itself, it wasn't there. Like, he would be okay with his finances. And he he kind of stopped and was like, why am I? Like, this is weird. I haven't had to worry about money lately. And he thought about the Linda and he was like, hmm, maybe I'm going to put this little guy out here. And he took him out. He put him out, you know, gave him a little display. And that was it. That was all it took for him to buy a whole bunch of them. And his house is known to be called La Casa de los Duendes. Oh my God, I'm going to look that up Yeah, right he's already passed. But I think people still go visit um, that home. His home still is there. And there's a whole bunch of them there. And he was like, I'm sold. These, these are my friends. So I guess you can have some positive outcomes out of it. But, you know, who knows what he had to do to make sure that for him, it was a positive outcome, all the offerings, and he had to make sure that he was a positive person to not bring any negativity because, like I said, they, they are attracted to more positive lights, even though they could be little shits to you. 
I think uh, I'll pass because, like, I don't know. What if they want something from me? Right. Yeah, I had tried asking my parents to tell me, like, do you guys know any stories? And I got a lecture about, we believe in God and luck doesn't exist and it's all because of God. And I was like, I didn't say I was going to bring one in here. I just needed to know if there was real stories. Please and thank you. (laughs) Save the lecture. (laughs) Oh, that house is in uh, Sonora. There you go. Not you doing my research for me. (laughs) I'm just like, somewhere in Mexico. Well, no, I just want to see what it looks like. But oh my god, these windows are like creepy. Yeah, you know my my old neighbor where used to have a whole bunch of, I don't know, they were gnomes in his home, like little statues. But they were like cool, like one of them looked like a biker, another one had a beer, and yeah, he said he had like a whole collection of them. Well, I mean, I have gnome stuff, like Christmas yeah, gnome yeah. stuff. So it's like, but all my Christmas gnome stuff, you can't see their eyes. You can't see like most of their faces. It's the stuff where it's their hat comes Oh out. yeah, those little guys and their little nose. Mm -hmm. yeah Uh those are cute so yeah yeah, there's that that's my little legend myth but unlike the kukui duendes are real so just be careful and make sure you keep a messy house (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) messy house and if you don't have one actually i guess i should say be careful and don't feel guilty if your house is messy because then you'll know you won't have any duendes up in there but if you do there's that saying you don't eat where you shit not in this case Feel free to do that. Oh my god. Or 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 just let your kid choke. That works too. It was literally a matter oh of life god. or death. I just that's not a prank. That's not a prank that the wind is playing. Yeah, dude, they can be evil. I saw a video of a of a guy. He had he had like the CCTV footage, like he had a camera. I don't know if it was his house or a little shop. But he's like showing it from the screen, you know, from his monitor. And he's out there in the front, you know, on the phone. And from the distance, you see this little figure like, but it looks like it's kind of like just chill walking, like swinging shoulders back and forth, wearing a little, yeah, like wearing a little poncho type of thing. And this dude, and you know, it's real because the dude that's, you know, when he's seeing himself in the monitor, he's on the phone and he's looking like you could see him, even though it's the back of his head, you could see him on the phone looking like, what the am i looking at and this little dude just like goes into a house like he owns the place and then i think he comes back out and he just keeps walking out of the camera view but i was like that's crazy and it's very hard to catch them like i think i actually saw that they can turn invisible so that you don't see them so if you if you ever saw one they probably allowed you to see it or they probably didn't realize that you could see them because i was reading that they tend to choose you to be around you or to get attached to you so well it makes me think they're not going to choose you to see them but a lot of the times you might not see them but just if little things are messing with you out in nature as you're walking more than likely it's a fucking duende so how do you know like in your house if things are being misplaced or go missing how do you know if it's a duende or if it's like a poltergeist or is poltergeist like an umbrella term I thought poltergeist was just like a mischievous spirit. Maybe, maybe it can be. Jeez, because like according to like some of those stories, Nuendas are also like incubi and mm-hmm. succubi. Maybe that, maybe it is like an umbrella term. I don't like this. I don't like yours. <laughs> yeah, they're. Mine's not real. I like mine. Well, mine is real, but I also like it. No, yours is good. I like yours. Be careful with them. If you let them in, just know what you're doing so that they don't make your life a living hell. I'm just going to start walking around with my shirt inside out or backwards. Imagine that. They're just going to be like, oh my god.
god, that's how you wear your clothes. Oh, I can't fathom this. I'm out. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm just going to let them see me in my natural habitat. Hair and a fucking messy ponytail or a bun. Jammies. I have spit up. I have dried food all over yep. me. From They won't be able to believe it. Mm-mm. They will not mess <laughs> with me. <laughs> I hope we didn't do too bad for our first episode. Yeah, for anyone who's listening, if you have any suggestions or anything that you want to hear, let us know. Our email is spookystateofmind at gmail.com. We'll be posting once a week. Maybe once we get the hang of this a little bit better, we can post more. Actually, I guess that won't happen for a while because you have another on the way. So never mind. I take that back. (laughs) But you never know. You never know. I have ADHD. You never know. Maybe we'll, for now, we're going to try to keep it to once a week. And yeah, we'll try to post on Tuesdays, like Tuesday night, so that if y'all want to listen to us on Wednesday, you're at work or home or on your commute. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, do we have a sign off? Um, no. Stay, stay spooky. spooky. We'll come up with something. Eventually, we'll come up with something. Goodbye. Bye. Stay spooky.